You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Good morning, everyone. I'm Arvind Parthiban, the host of SuperPod. Today, I have a very interesting guest who's not just an MSP owner, but also a person who practices and preaches on how to do an MSP business. Welcome, James Vickery, CEO of Benchmark 365 and also the managing director of I Know It. He has built his own MSP, bought all the tools, hired and trained technicians for over 12 years. I think he got tired with operating efficiency, efficiencies of MSPs and went on to create resources, practices, and even a company that helps MSPs be efficient. James, how are you doing today? Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for uh, being part of the SuperPod. So what's happening at your end of the world? <laughs> I'm based uh, down in Sydney, Australia, and uh, so far we've been pretty fortunate with the whole COVID-19 situation. We're, uh, we're not currently in lockdown. There are other parts of our country that are very sadly in lockdown at the moment, but we've been so far, fingers crossed, getting through it okay. You know what? It doesn't really make too much of a difference to my day to day. Most of the most of the uh, conversations that I have, all of the work that I do, is is predominantly virtual. So um, I think all that's happened is I eat more and drink more now. That's about it. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> One thing really intrigued me is like, uh, which I wanted to ask. Right? You have been on both sides of the coin. Like you have been managing an MSP and also Benchmark 365. Like how do you juggle and like how do you switch the context switching, right? Like how do you know like which hat I have to wear today? Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, I'm backed up by a very fantastic team and I'm very fortunate to have a lot of people that manage a lot of the day-to-day operations of both um, I Know IT and Benchmark. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, I see my role as being a, a person of, of, you know, of use to a customer, whether that customer is an MSP or whether that customer is a, you know, an accounting firm or, or a law firm or, or someone that our MSP supports. I, I always try to see myself as just being helpful, being useful, finding ways to help the customer. So I, I don't struggle to differentiate between those two worlds at all. Perfect, perfect. All right, so this is the question I ask. I think it's, uh, I can't avoid it. Like, you know, pandemic happened and we all had a different perspective. We thought it's going to be just for a month or two and it's almost end of the year now. Honestly, we don't know how it's going to move forward or unfold, right? So there are a lot of changes which has happened the business has uh, evolved. Some businesses have affected it. What's your take on what impact this pandemic has created in our world, the MSP worlds? What are the changes which is going to stay and what do you think would come back to normal? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a deep topic for sure. <laughs> um, I think, first of all, we have to look historically at downturns you know, in business. And in my experience, it's been almost 20 years. I feel really old now, but it's been almost 20 years running businesses in the technology space, whether it's an MSP or Benchmark 365. What I've learned through pain and suffering is that um, downturns um, result in customers becoming a little bit more difficult to work with at times. Uh, Customers are really stretched. They're wanting you to help them innovate and reduce their cost. 
you know, that tends to be the literal bottom line when it comes to doing business during a downturn. The great thing about that is there are a lot of things that you can do with technology to actually reduce a customer's costs. And so I think um, what's changing for MSPs right now, and it's a little bit, almost a little bit polarizing and misleading, is that demand is higher. You know, there's actually a lot of demand. Everybody's growing. The benchmark is in enormous demand, more, more, more so than in any time in our five years of running this company. Our MSP is busier than ever before. But I, I think that that is just a short-term you know, shift while companies say, hey, we've got to move to work from home. We've got to take advantage of more digital technology. We've got to make better use of the cloud. But I think we also have to get ready for a downturn. I think we have to get ready for a period yep. where things are going to tighten up. And that's where you need to absolutely get your business costs under control and be helping your customers get their business costs under control. That is the name of the game now. Absolutely. No, it's interesting you mentioned about the economic downturn. A lot of times I've seen people that that's bad for business, but in a way it's uh, it's going to bring more business. Like uh, people are, need an extended arm, right? Uh, there is a concept which has been discussed about hybrid IT, right? Uh, there is a lot of remote uh, working and uh, distributed workforce. People are working from home all over the world. And IT teams are facing newer challenges in managing their uh, infrastructure. This MSP and IT worlds are coming together. So hybrid IT has been discussed a lot. Like I also want to know what's your thoughts on it and like how do you see that being an opportunity moving forward? So by hybrid IT, are you referring to coexisting with an IT department or are you talking about what's your, what, which part the, the of co- IT? Co- coexisting with the IT department. Okay, yeah. Well, look, I, I, I can definitely speak about that. So I think one thing that we're seeing is the concept of business hours is over, number one. And so, you know, people are working from home, people are working across multiple time zones. And so an MSP can add a lot of value to an IT department and to organisations at large by offering an extended service, like being available to support the customer anytime, anywhere. And of course, you can do that through self-service tools, through your through your IT systems, but ultimately what you need is a labor force that's actually available. And I can't tell you how many MSP websites I look at that say we're 24-7 and I call their help desk at yeah. 10 o'clock at night and nobody answers. Sometimes I even call at three o'clock in the afternoon and nobody answers. And so I think this concept of like, being available and helpful and useful to your customer 24 hours a day is something that is here to stay now. And then I think where services like Benchmark come into the into the fold is to help MSPs augment and deliver these services 24 hours a day as well. Think about it from an IT manager's perspective now. They don't want to be up all night long working on, working on IT. They want um, support and assistance from their MSP partners. And so, yeah, that's my view on that. Absolutely. James, you've been in this space for a long, long time. You're, you're, you're like a veteran in the space and you have seen multiple waves, multiple eras of MSPs evolving, right? So from the dot-com bubble to cloud wave and a lot of things have changed. The way MSPs operates have changed. The kind of services we have been providing has changed. What do you think would be the next big wave? Oh, well, that's, that is a big question. The next big wave I, I think that companies finally are recognizing that IT is central to their business. I mean, when I started out nearly 20 years ago, and you're calling me a veteran, you make me feel even twice as old now. <laughs> but um, when I started out nearly 20 years ago, convincing a business that they even needed IT, you know, like they, and convincing them that they needed a backup 
was really difficult. Like it was kind of a big challenge and you, you were kind of seen as only as an absolute like last resort that they'll call the IT guy in to come and to come and help. And then of course we've seen massive acceleration of technology, right? The internet's ubiquitous. You know, we've seen everyone move from on-premise to the cloud. Now the big deal is security. Um, security is a really big deal, cybersecurity. And companies are actually starting to notice because they've been impacted. I mean, a large chunk of companies have either had a crypto locker infection, they've had someone uh, poach some credit card details out of their system. You know, something's happened or it's happened to someone very close to them that I think MSPs now have an opportunity to talk intelligently about that with their customer and actually get a seat at the table. So I think that's a big part of the wave. Now, there's subjectivity around, you know, is can an MSP deliver cybersecurity services or do you need to leave level up to an MSSP to deliver that? I don't know if I want to comment on that right now. I think that it's varying degrees depending on the types of companies that you're working with. I think in addition to that, the next wave is productivity and making use of the features and tools that are available to your customer now. I mean, look at Office 365. Literally every hour of the day, there's another bell and a whistle that's been added to the product and customers can't navigate that. They've got a business to run. You know, they've got to figure out whatever it is that they're out there selling and to have a company actually come in and say, did you know that you can operate more efficiently if you turn this feature on, tick this box, adopt this software and so on? I think that is the, that's the wave that we're on um, right now. No, I completely agree with you, right? Uh, personally, I have finding one thing very, very uh, difficult, right? Uh, so certain things which was in office where we sit next to each other and uh, teaching or communicating was much easier now that we are working in remote locations and we have to over communicate everything the collaboration has become uh, much more uh, harder and uh, we spend more time in explaining things i think productivity is going to be one of the key things and i totally agree with you it's, it's a different kind of challenge we are uh, going to face us uh, face moving forward 100 percent, perfect being an MSP, like if somebody is to start an MSP now, right, after 2020, like what would be your one piece of advice for them to, like, will you encourage them to start an MSP business? Like if yes, what, what, what would be your one piece of advice to them? Oh man, I don't even know if I've got one because uh, I wrote a whole book on the on the subject called Infinite Scale. I got a lot of advice because I've made every possible mistake imaginable. Like, I, you know, I've done everything wrong along the way. And it's for me, I actually really love seeing new people come into the market, MSP entrepreneurs come into the market and give it a go and do it like just that little bit differently and innovate just that little bit differently. But I think it's very important to understand that no matter how innovative you are in running an MSP, an MSP is a service business. It's a labor-based business. And I know like you, you guys are probably working on some really cool stuff with AI and Plenty of the vendors are working on some really cool stuff. There's great RMMs, there's great PSAs, there's great documentation. All of that stuff is a nice tool to have in your business. But at the end of the day, you still need legs and arms to deliver services, to deliver advice, to deliver consulting. And this is where I see a lot of um, small MSPs go wrong in assuming that it just scales automatically. It's like, you know, just you, you just put an agent on an endpoint and bang, now you've got recurring revenue and then you're at 100 seats and then you're at 1,000 and then you're at a million. Sadly, for most, that is not true. Most MSPs never make it beyond 1 million a year in annual revenue. And there'll be some guys listening to this right now and girls listening saying 1 million sounds like a lot of money. It's not a lot of money because once you actually have to layer in the employees required 
to deliver the service, once you have to buy that product stack, once you have to invest in marketing and sales, a million bucks just doesn't doesn't go very far. But yet we see most MSPs spending about 15 years just to get to that level, if if ever. And so there are two major constraints to an MSP that I think that the audience needs to be aware of. One is capital. Most MSPs don't start up and say, hey, let's chuck a million bucks at this and see how it goes. It's a low barrier to entry business, which means that you get paid and now you have a little bit of capital and then you spend it and then you get paid a bit more and then you spend it. And as a result of that, the growth of an MSP is highly constrained yep. because if you're, if you're a product business and you throw a million bucks at it, you immediately invest in marketing, right, to get the word out about your product and therefore your business starts to start, your product starts to sell and it's repeatable. Services yep. doesn't work like that. What happens is you put a little bit into marketing if you do and then you've got to go and deliver and then you got to you go out again and then you've got to deliver and so i think that a lot look at the 20-year veterans in the industry and say oh they you make it look easy right but it takes years and years and years and so my advice would be if you can start with a little bit of capital start with marketing yep. there is a you know technicians are available everywhere in the world they're ubiquitous but good marketers most and personable business owners are really hard to find in the IT industry. And so if you can focus on that, get a little bit of capital before you start and put your investment into as much marketing as possible, you will stand out from the crowd immediately because most MSPs don't do it. No, I that's totally the, agree. Yeah, that's brilliant. You know, in fact, I have a theory on that as well, right? So initially, marketing is mostly uh, with people you know or like you already have your connections. So getting to a 500K or a million dollar business is through your network and your connections. And then bringing a business model is like how you do marketing, how you bring new yeah. businesses and how you, as you said, correct. the repeatability, repeatability on bringing new business. I correct, think correct. That's, that's, uh, then, then if you get that right, then you run into the second constraint, which is labor, labor and capacity. And right. so what most um, new, new starting MSPs, and in fact, to, to tell you the truth, most MSPs that have been running for a really long time fall into the trap of being chief cook and bottle washer and yeah. actually doing everything. So, yeah, great, you're doing a little bit of marketing, but then when the deal comes in, you're actually setting the server up, installing the patches, rolling out software, driving out on site to do work. But the business becomes constrained by the business owner. But then the next problem you run into is then when you employ somebody, now your role shifts from being customer-facing all the time and out there marketing your business all the time to doing HR. And so a lot of people have been very successful with that, but a lot of people have not. And so my advice would be wherever you can push a lever to to fix that bottleneck, i.e. wherever you can find a service provider that can help you automate some of the functions in your business and where you cannot automate leveraging services such as Benchmark 365, where you get this sort of instant turnkey team of personnel 24 hours a day. And so that allows you to get out and focus on sales and marketing. And that's the name of the game. Absolutely. Awesome. This this is something which I really had to ask. Uh, What is the one thing you... You think that uh, vendors like us, like software vendors like us, should be doing to contribute to the community. Like we, we compared to other market, there's been a lot of trends and topics which has been spoken about, and we always seems to be seem to be in the uh, late adopters. MSP market has always seemed to be a late adopter. Like uh, so, that's sure. always been in my mind. So I wanted to ask you. You've seen this market for a long time, so I just want to know, like, if you were to give me an advice as a software yeah. vendor, or what does that, what I, would that be? I think MSP, MSPs aren't necessarily late to market because they're slow adopters of technology. They, they might be late to market because they need it proven. 
you know, they're not going to go and roll out a piece of tech or roll out a solution unless they can talk to another MSP or see a case study or see a video testimonial or something of an equivalent, you know, sized business using this product. And I think a lot of vendors miss that and they just kind of like push and push and push like this product's great. But the first thing an MSP will ask, particularly benchmark, the first thing they'll say is, can I talk to somebody that's using benchmark services? Mm. We say absolutely. And we have a, a, a ton of partners around the world that are happy to step in and offer their you know experience that they've had with benchmark over the years. So I think that's number one. The other one is um, listening to the MSP community interfacing with the MSP community wherever they are. Right now, a lot of things are virtual. That's actually a good thing, right? You know, you can dive into into whatever webinars and sessions are happening around the world with MSPs. Um, There's obviously great social media channels out there. I think it's listening, talking, and being... One thing that we've learned at Benchmark is when a partner makes a suggestion, implement it. Yep. You know, just don't 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 muck around. Don't waste time. If like if, if there's a very good chance that if one MSP requires this feature in your service, the majority of MSPs probably will. And so we've um, we've gotten really good at you know aggressively rolling out new features in our products and services. No, I agree. It's a tightly knit community, and social proof proof is uh, one of the most important things. And then yep. uh, the community moves as a herd and adopts technology as a herd. Absolutely. Uh, James, I have uh, something uh, surprising. I planned a rapid fire round to know more oh, about yeah. you and ask something more uh, interesting uh, about your hacks and productivity in day-to-day life, right? Right. Are you ready for it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what is your biggest MSP pet peeve? In in our own MSP or in... Or, Generally or in the market, across MSP. MSP pet peeve. Oh, well, I, I, again, I want to speak from Benchmark's perspective. We, we're in such a unique position that we get to talk to 10, 15 MSPs a day. Plus, we have community and peer groups as well. My pet peeve with MSPs is that the understanding that the technology, it's easy to find people to do technology. It's hard to find people that are willing to get on the front foot and do sales and marketing and grow their business. And far too often we see MSPs focus a lot on the tools but right now, right now, the best thing you can do for your MSP is actually get out there as much as humanly possible and promote your services because your competitors aren't doing it. It's as simple yep. as that. And we can see in our books, you know, we can see the MSP that's technical focus that has stayed the same size on Benchmark's platform for four years, five years. And we can see another MSP that does marketing, probably spends a few thousand bucks a month on marketing. Sounds like a lot of money, but a few thousand dollars a month on marketing and a banging in a client a week. Right, and so I think um, that's the to me. Uh, we're all we're all technical. We can all fix computers. We can all we're all using Office three six five. We're all using the same vendors for everything. But it's the marketing. If you get that marketing part right, your business will grow. Awesome. What is the event which you miss going to, or what is the what is your favorite event which you're looking forward in twenty twenty one to attend? Um, so it's going to sound super selfish, but <laughs> we we um, have a benchmark peers community as part of our service, and um, we do, we do meet virtually. We've been meeting virtually together for about four years. A very very driven community of people that are looking to grow their MSPs. But every time I'm in their town, I'll organise beers and steaks. And you know, being an Aussie, we love to get drunk and eat heaps of food. And I really miss that. I really miss just like getting on a plane going to somewhere where we've got a bank of partners and just organising a dinner and drinks. And I can't wait for that to come back. But aside from that, I really did enjoy attending things like um, IT Nation. I've been to many IT Nations over the years. Really great, really great event. 
Yeah, but I, I look, man, I'm, I'm actually excited at how many virtual events there are. I just attended Gary, a Gary Vaynerchuk event right before we recorded this podcast. Maybe that's why I'm all hyped up today. But I just think it's so, there's just so much access to people now because everybody's moved online all of a sudden. And it, it's, yeah, it's so cool. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So if you were to recommend a, a blog or a podcast or a book for a MSP owner to a must read, what would that be? As far as books are concerned, oh, man. So <laughs> it's such a tough question. I'm going to tell you why it's a tough question. I've been reading like a book a week for about the past 10 years and I've got so many books that I find it really hard. So obviously there's books in the MSP space like Carl um, uh, Palachuk has a really great book, um, MSP Managed Services in a Month. Uh, we've got Nigel Moore's um, Package Price Profit, yep. um, which is a really great book. For yeah, man, just just so many. Um, I'll throw infinite scale. I'll throw infinite scale in there as well as a good MSP book too. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. All right. So uh, as I said, you're juggling between two two businesses, and uh, one of the important uh, as you, we were also talking about productivity as uh, the main focus. What would be your biggest productivity hack? My biggest productivity hack is hiring great people and giving and, and getting behind them and giving them an agenda and giving them goals to meet and having them take on a particular function in the business. The biggest mistake I made in my first, you know, you alluded to it before, the, the first 12 years of my business, I tried to do everything. I tried to be everything. I didn't leverage all of the resources available to me out there. And as soon as I let, nailed that concept, my business grew. You know, I sat there complaining for 10 years, oh, the business isn't growing and it's not working. And it's when I've suddenly realized that there are all of these amazing service providers out there that are excellent at what they do. You know, like these, that why would you build a, a bookkeeping department or an accounting department in a small MSP when you can outsource that function? Think about that, right? Like for, for a fraction of the cost of hiring like a, a person to do accounts payable and accounts receivable, why wouldn't you use a, a specialist organisation that does that every single day, day in, day, day out, save you money and it's, it's one less person for you to manage? We Conceptually, we look at that in our own business. Obviously, we hire a lot of people because MSPs outsource to us and so I have to be like good at, you know, leading a team, developing people, growing them. But if I was like, you know, looking to scale very rapidly as an MSP, I'd be looking at all of the different outsourcing options available to me, all of the different applications available to me and pushing every lever as hard as I could. Nice, nice. All right, this will, you love this, cricket or rugby? Cricket. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> all right, so, uh, so this is the one question which we ask every guest uh, of Superpod and if you were to recommend the next guest for the show and who would that be? Oh, next guest for the show. Oh, man, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Next guest for the show. I I think, I, honestly, I think you should get MSPs, as many MSPs on the show as you can. Yep. That, and, and to focus on, like, a particular area of their business. Like, one thing we often talk to MSPs about is get your customer success program happening. Um, and we've had some great guests on our podcast, the Infinite Scale podcast, just to talk about, like, that one discipline, talk about customer success. You might want to get another one on to talk about cybersecurity. Man, this market is vast. You, you yeah. know, jump on social Find someone that's like that. You know, you like you like the look of them. You like what they have to say on their website, and get them on the show because people like like we're one amazing thing about this community. 
that I really love about this community is how open we are about sharing, sharing ideas yeah. with one another. It's such a rare thing. It's not something that you see in other industries. It's really no, not. Totally agree. Totally. That, that's the community uh, stick together. That, that's absolutely true in MSP. Cool. James, you have been amazing today. Thank you so much for your time. Folks who are listening to Superpod, stay tuned for more such great guests at Superpod and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, James. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.